2: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. EDW, void work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: This afternoon, CBS Sports Talk Radio, 100.9 FM, 1380 AM. ThelineNews.com for your stream. Here he is. He knows all about the Pittsburgh Steelers. With behind the steel curtain, also a fine football analyst for Gordy Sports. A little more. Let's give it up for the very famous Brian Davis. Good to have you, Brian.
0: Coach Gordy, thank you for those kind words. I don't know how very famous I am. At least uh, I'm famous with you, so that makes me feel good.
3: You are well-known to the four-state and international listening audience, Gordy Sports and Amore. Well, we're going to go to your escape from Tennessee. You win this thing twenty-seven, twenty-four. Go. Go.
0: Gordy, was definitely a tale of two halves in this game. The first half and the second half were completely different. But Pittsburgh, like you said, did escape in the end, and that's a good thing. What they really needed to do going into this game was to stop Derrick Henry. He is a phenomenal running back, one of the best in the league, and they had to limit him. And by shutting him down, they knew that they could shut down one of the best offenses in the game. Once again, this was strength against strength again. It was two weeks ago against Cleveland. It's going to be against Baltimore, but they are facing one of the best running teams in the league week after week after week. And Derrick Henry was going to provide one of the toughest tests. So what they wanted to do was strike first, strike often, and they were able to do that. That first quarter was phenomenal just for the fact, Gordy, that they were able to take 14 minutes off the clock and shut down the Tennessee Titans with only one drive in that first quarter, and that's exactly what they did. They ended up scoring quite a bit. They scored two touchdowns in that first quarter. They got off to a great lead and Tennessee really had to go off of their game. They didn't go completely off of their game. They didn't go completely against the run. But Pittsburgh was able to limit Derrick Henry and slow him down. It's not a guy you're going to stop completely, but they needed to slow him down, and that's exactly what they did. Then toward the end of the half, it looked like Pittsburgh could really put it away. They're driving down the field, and Ben Ben Roethlisberger throws his first of three interceptions of the day in the end zone and that kind of marked a sea change in this game when they came back out Pittsburgh was able to score once again next thing you know Tennessee scoring quick and it looked like momentum had switched in favor of the home team in this game Pittsburgh's defense was having trouble stopping A.J. Brown who is probably one of the best young wide receivers in the game And so they were able to uh, get him for that 74-yard touchdown. And they were able to start throwing it around a little bit more. Pittsburgh was on its heels. Every time it looked like the Steelers were coming back, Ben would throw a costly interception. There were three interceptions in this game. Were they terrible balls? Some were batted away. It's nothing that I would completely worry about as far as is Ben the gunslinger again? Is Ben going to, uh, did he finally lose his accuracy? No. It was a bad game in Tennessee against a good team. But the bottom line to the whole thing is the Steelers kind of got away from their game plan a little bit in the second half. And Ben, when Ben ends up throwing close to 50 passes, that's not good. You need to go ahead and mix in the run a little bit more. James Conner had a fantastic day, a really good day on the ground. So if they can get that division of labor between the pass and the run a little bit better, then they're going to be in a lot better shape. But still, they won the game. Goskowski, Stephen Goskowski, who has haunted them in the past, missed that field goal at the end, and the Steelers were able to be victorious. Here is the major point to this game, Gordy. The Steelers never won games like that in the last five or ten years. If they had a lead and they were losing it, they would just completely lose. They're able to uh, overcome adversity, and that's the difference between the 2020 Steelers and the rest of the decade, Gordy.
3: You alluded to it, big game Sunday. It's a one o'clocker, and you visit the Ravens.
0: It is going to be a title fight. And it's really funny because on Sunday it's going to be the 46th I believe it's the 46th anniversary of the rumble in the jungle and the reason that's a big deal is because this is going to be a title fight as well with the Steelers going up against the Ravens it's round one and you're right about that that occurred
3: this week you're right on that continue
0: yeah so that's that's something that I always look at in my Bold and Bizarre Prediction article, what happened on that date in history, and I know you're big on that. So, yeah, that was a significant event in sports, and actually in the world at the time, with Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. But I digress.
3: The
1: He's much I more than grills.
0: Also, yes, he definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was great in college, though. But here's the deal, Gordy. This is round one of a big fight. I mentioned it to you many times before. This is a very top-heavy and bottom-heavy conference this year. You're going to see—you're uh, not going to see a lot of parity right now. You are seeing seven teams with two losses or less, and actually, only one of them really has two—only two of them have two losses. That's the Browns and the Bills. The rest either have zero losses, like the Steelers, or one loss, like the Titans, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. On the other side of the coin, you're going to see seven teams right now with two wins or less. So that means in the middle of it, there's only two, three, and three teams. So there's going to be a tight battle all the way to the end. You can't afford to really lose any games here, especially in the division. This is the difference between a number one and a number five seed. And if you get the number one seed here in this conference, You get that first week off, which is going to be paramount, and that's the first time we're doing it this year. So the Ravens are a fantastic team as well. Lamar Jackson seems a little banged up, but he still leads the number one rushing attack in the league. Where you want to get to the Ravens is get them just like the Titans. Get them behind early because this is the number 31 passing attack in the league, so when they have to pass, they're not going to do as well. We saw this perfectly in week three against the Kansas City Chiefs. That 34-20 score was more of a blowout than it sounds. It was only a 14-point difference, but the Chiefs had them on the ropes the entire game because they got away from their game plan, being able to control the clock, control the ball, running the ball like they do. If they could keep Lamar Jackson from running all over them, then they have a very legitimate shot to win this game and win this game well, Gordy.
3: Well as we do, the pressure's on the Brian Davis behind the store curtain and also with CBS Sports Talk Radio. And that is who wins this and a score.
0: Man, I was put I was put up against the uh against the gun on this one the other day on one of my shows.
3: Hey you survived, that's much. good.
0: Yeah, but uh I went with my gut and my gut at that very moment said Baltimore twenty six, Pittsburgh twenty four. Now is that what's going to happen? I'm not gonna say it is. I'm just saying that's the first thing that came into my mind, and that was my knee jerk reaction. So I'm gonna go with that to be consistent. Anybody could win this game, Gordy. It is going to go down to the very end. Pittsburgh has all the tools to win this game, but so does Baltimore. I'm giving the home field advantage as a main factor in this decision as well. I think Baltimore has so much more to lose because if Baltimore loses this game, they're not only two games behind in the division standings, there's that tiebreaker, that temporary tiebreaker as well. So it's basically a a two-and-a-half game lead for Pittsburgh if they win it. I think Pittsburgh has all the momentum to keep on going with this, but something in my gut says... Go with the Ravens.
3: It's okay to do that because you are a very realistic analyst and you call them as you see them on National Candy Corn Day. Like or dislike candy corn?
0: I abhor candy corn. I just don't like the taste. I love everything sugar. And you would. my wife's like, why don't you like that? That's everything that you are. And I'm just not a candy corn guy.
3: In my survey, I have found, actually, I'm finding more dislikers than likers of candy corn. So I will not ask you to enjoy candy corn, but we'll follow up with earlier this week, we did have National Chocolate Day. Any kind of chocolate you would like, Brian, milk, dark, white, you can go for it this weekend.
0: You know, I like it all. I love dark in situations, and I love stuff like Hershey's chocolate. Now, my wife's family is from England, so she is one that that thinks that uh, that American chocolate is not as good. But for me, my parents had a, a chocolate store way back in the eighties, so I've I've grown up
1: on milk chocolate as well.
3: We'll see how those Steelers do on Sunday. You take care, Brian.
1: You too, Gordy. Thank you. Step into the world of power loyalty
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Jumba Casino. 18 plus.